paint a perfect picture Pictures ain't my thing But I could put a story in your head And open up your eyes So listen close This one is for my brothers, sisters, cousins All humans alike Let's take a second to remind ourselves To keep you humble And if my brothers Okay, so we're back with the Juby Take I'm Steve I'm Adam And it's just the two of us tonight And we're going to talk apps Yes We've, phone uh, apps. Phone apps. Not applications. Well, job applications. They are phone applications. That's well, right. The, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Smooth start. You got to love our podcast, don't you? Okay. So anyway, I think that uh, we have touched on, on the smartphones. Uh, we did a, a podcast about the phone. Now we want to talk about what it has morphed into, the smartphone now. Right, and how all the different uses that people have for their phone. Right. How it never leaves our hand because oh, it of just, such. Yeah, what it's morphed into. Because, you know, from 2000, you know, the cell phones, you know, to 2005, 2006, they kept getting smaller, and that was the thing. Right, yep. Is, you know, okay, what is it going to be next? You know, is it just going to be an earbud, the, you know, that you just touch and you answer your phone or or maybe an implant in behind your ear? Exactly, something underneath of, your skin. Right. There were all kinds of interesting things that different theories, you know, the little tiny, tiny phones. And then they decided to put a better screen on them. Right. And so then they started getting bigger again. I think that when the touch screen started was when people realized that they wanted to have when the whole thing was the screen, like you said, that's when it started to need to get bigger because. Right. Yeah. And a lot of money was poured into the the resolution on the screens. And they realized that it's not just a phone anymore. As a matter of fact, a phone is kind of an afterthought. Right. You know, it's more of a video device. An entertainment center. Exactly. And it is, you know, informational. Totally. Uh, it's it's a Game Boy, if you are old enough to remember the Game Boys. It's a camera that is better than some of the cameras you can buy out there. Right. So then, then it morphed into, well, let's throw a camera on it. What other, you know, what devices can we stick on this now? platform right that they've created and so then it started okay well let's throw a camera on it well people are really using their cameras a lot because you know you have your camera in your pocket every day of course so let's make the cameras better and like you say the cameras have really gone to a whole other level different extremes yeah with with what you can do with them and it's fun but it's all based on applications it's all based on apps that make everything work exactly what can you use it for now we're iPhone people, you know, we're Apple people. Yep. I wasn't at first. I know. I, I definitely transitioned over. And you were one of the last ones in the family. I think Heather was the last one in the family that that hung on to the Android. Android. Uh, early on, uh, Zach was a uh, BlackBerry person. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, I had Androids for a while, and I think Zach Zach was the first one that went to iPhone. Okay. In our family. And then I followed shortly after that. Did you think he was weird when he chose that he wanted to go for the iPhone? No, because it was one of the earlier iPhones. Okay. You were interested. I was interested. Hmm. Absolutely. And of course, what without getting too deep into the differences, you know, and the iPhone is, is more user-friendly as far as I'm concerned, and it is a controlled environment. And with Android, there's nobody really watching the apps. You can get anything and everything. Yeah, I think that's and, why some people want to hang on to it they feel like they have more control over what they're doing exactly and and that's fine and and you can set your phone up and you can have you know whatever 
configuration that you want right, and all right. of these things with an Android. Well, I never wanted to spend that much time. Right. Exactly. I just want it to work and I want to be able to find the few things that I'm looking for. Simple. So that's why the Apple phone really worked for me. So now that we're, you know, getting into 2012 and 2014 and things just start snowballing. Oh yeah. And so we're going to, we're going to throw out, we're going to use our phones at this point. Ooh. Yeah. Possibly an application. Yes. Well, I'm using uh, Google. I'm actually using um, Google Chrome, right? I don't go Chrome. Oh, you don't? Oh, no. Ooh. You know, actually what I am, God, that's right. I'm not actually using Google. I'm using Safari. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Well, traditional Apple browser. There right. you go. So that's a browser and it takes me to, then I go to Google from there. You know, of course. It's, it, it's, yeah. You have a computer in your hand because you have this application that you're able to get on the internet. Now, according to the website I'm looking at, the Apple users have access to 2.2 million apps. Wow. And it says Androids are 2.8 million. Yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of goes with the whole creativity. Well, unfettered, you, you know, you can throw anything up on Android. Right. Exactly. With Apple stuff, you, it has to go through Apple. Yeah, they it have has, to be approved by Apple. Exactly, which we are, by the way, with our podcast. Ooh, we are on iTunes. So and, therefore, and to to get on iTunes, we had to be approved by Apple. We had to submit. That's what I'm uh, talking about. See, this is why we have iPhones. Yeah, fluid samples and all kinds of different things that you know, vetting process that they went through. One of the things that I thought was interesting, you know, with that number of apps, yeah, you know, you're over two million, depending on you know, so many where where you're looking. Uh, the average person uses 26.7 apps per month. The average person probably has 25 or 30 apps. Probably 30, yeah. On their phone, um, which considering there's millions. Yeah, is nothing. Yeah. And the thing that interested me when I looked at this is over 70% of total usage is coming from the top 200 apps. And that is a staggering number. It is. If there's 2 million. Yeah. That's... And, 70% of the use is, is the top 200. Now, if you think about the fact that how far do you have to drill down to start finding some of these obscure apps? Does anybody ever get to 200 apps? Well, I, I, you know, I think that it comes down to what do you need an app for? You know, they say there's an app for everything. Well, what do you need it for on that given day? You know, what are you searching for? Are you learning the saxophone and need to have saxophone lessons on your phone or, or, you know, need to learn how to fix a dishwasher or need to listen to music or whatever else you need to do. Right. You know, you, you kind of critique your searches obviously to what you're doing on that day. And I think that that, you know, although there might be the bottom few of the 2 million that barely get seen, but, um, it's just probably the ones that are the obscure. Well, they, yeah, you know, ob obscure needs. Exactly, obscure needs of, of of people that are you know broke their leg in a in a canyon and need, and need to know. an app to figure out how to cut their leg off. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good one. Um, I noticed that with Heather tracking diabetes in your blood sugars and your glucose, there yeah. are apps for that, and there's not just one. You can pick like thirty. Yeah, they have different interfaces and everyone and, has their own version. Yeah, you know, it's it's like, okay, and that's fairly common. You know, that's a fairly common disease. But but still, you know, for the number that are out there, um, you talked about how-to. Yeah. You know, yes, there's there's a ton of how-to information right. that's out there. The majority of it goes through YouTube. Yep. So YouTube is an app now on your phone. So it allows you to see videos of virtually doing anything. Yeah. 
anything. And somebody's out there, and boy, that's, I I think maybe that's another podcast talking about the number of people that are posting things online. Yep. Uh, But, you know, there are people out there that are doing, uh, there's, there's weird people that are out there actually trying out different equipment and posting their thoughts online. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, how bored do you have to be to actually, you know, be sitting in your back bedroom testing out microphones or something and then posting it to see if somebody is interested. Well, shout out to TJC. Right. (laughs) But yeah, it just, there's so many different things and you're absolutely right, Adam. The, the idea of a specific app for some obscure need that are there. And then of course, you know, we're sports guys. Right. So I personally have, I think 15 or 16 uh, sports apps. Do you really? Yeah. I think I'm at nine. Oh, I got a whole page. Oh man. I got a whole page. I'm impressed with that. So we can take a look here. I've got, uh, of course I have golf now. Yet I still feel like I'm at the same level knowledge as far as sports Well, that's because I, you, I, so. I turned you on to the really good ones. <laughs> but I also have AZ Sports. Uh, I've got Max Prep, which allows me to, to track high school teams. Okay, yeah. Uh, catch sports is one that I have, which if you're wondering how to watch something, okay, what so. media, you know, how, where is it being covered? Yeah. And it will also tell me what sports bars will be covering it. And it's, you know, like if you're 40, we're 49er fans. Yeah. So if it's a 49er game, it'll tell me where the 49er bars are. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. And I have, uh, I have NASCAR. I have Fox Sports, so that will show videos, or I can watch the game right, if it's on right, Fox Sports. Anything on Fox. I've got NBC Sports, which is the same thing. Anything on NBC, I can watch the game. Right. Okay. I've got the NBA app. I've got the NFL mobile app. So, so there's you know channels. There's TV channels that have their own apps, networks. Correct. So yeah, because for everything, you know, I can sign into my TV provider, okay. and it allows me to watch live sporting events. Oh man. Uh, Pac-12 now, the NFL Network, which is kind of a waste. I never use that one. Yeah. Because um, I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, I have the NBA app, but yet I don't really have the NBA League Pass. So No, we didn't have it this year. Yeah. Uh, I have Watch ESPN. I have CBS Sports. I have the Yankees, San Francisco, and those are their specific. Right, the specific apps for those apps teams. Apps for those teams. I have Yahoo Sports, which used to be the benchmark. Yeah. Yahoo Sports was the best. That was where it was at. And uh, and then Bleacher Report, of course, is the one that that I you know turned you guys on to when it first became out. Yeah. And, and popular. Yeah, we were we were on it. I think before we started seeing it on TV and yeah. it was broadcast no, we were, on it. We yeah, were ahead we were of the game. Right, we were right there when it when it started. And it was awesome. And then I have three. Awesome. I have three apps from the Oregonian, the local paper in Portland, Oregon. And one's duck football, one's duck basketball, and one's blazers. I think, yeah, I just, I don't have the blazer one. I think I need to get that. Oh, you're just so far behind. <laughs> so that's my, you know, so I got four, one, so I have 20. I have 20 sports apps. All right. That are all basically saying the same thing. Exactly. You know, I think With that that's part focus, of the 2.2 yeah. million that we look at. You know, there's 30 of them for diabetes. You know, there's 2,000 of them for sports. Oh, I, I, Related to sports somehow, I bet you there's 20,000. Yeah, probably. There's probably more than that. Yeah. It's crazy. Just sports. I mean, there's apps for golfing. Go in and search golf apps. And I think that you'll find that there are there are thousands I'm of, sure that's the of way golf to... apps that everything from tracking 
your scores to tracking uh, the GPS. You can use the GPS on the phone, which is another thing that they, you know, that they've added into it now that tells you where you are. Right. But it tells you where you are in a golf course, and you can hook up now with your GPS, so it tells you how far you are from the pin, and tells you, you know, where the golf cart is, you where know, the wind's blowing, what the girl looks like that's driving the golf cart. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's just all kinds of things. It's it's amazing the depth that these things go into. I'm sure that's the way to sign up for uh, a golf, a round of golf as well. Just get on the app and. Well, that's a golf now. Oh yeah, because not only is you can book a any course. Yeah. But also they show deals. So a golf course will say, okay, geez, you know, we don't have anybody that's that's taking that, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon to two thirty-five. You know, that every five or seven minutes they they have a tea time. Right. So they'll throw those onto golf now at a reduced rate. Okay. And so you can go on there and you can find a forty-five dollar, you know, round of golf for thirty bucks or for twenty-five dollars. That's awesome. Yeah. It just makes them a, a- uh, able to do those kinds of things as well, which is awesome. It, it allows businesses to be more proactive with, yeah. with how they're able to get the business to us. Exactly. And it just connects everything. Yeah. And then of course, you know, I can only imagine how many, I don't really use them myself, shopping apps that there are. Oh yeah. Every major grocery chain has their own. Absolutely. So you can get you know, the, the junk mail that comes in the mail that tells you what fries or Safeway or Walmart or whoever, you know, whatever their deal of the week is, you know, that stuff all is on your phone as well. Amazon. Well, then, yeah. On there and- yeah. And then Amazon is a whole other thing, right? you know, because now Amazon, you can get anything and do anything and go anywhere. Watch, watch movies to buying, you know, so th- cheese puffs. And that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing right there. Amazon. Okay. Amazon simply is one app. It's, it's one, one little click on your phone, but it now takes you to virtually anything anywhere Yeah, that you can buy or uh, it's just ridiculous. Some of the apps are definitely trying to expand and try to take over. Well, and that's, I think that's one of the other things. And and that goes to what we were talking about with only, you know, 70% of the usage goes 200 apps. Right. I mean, when you have one app that does it all, it's makes exactly. it easy. Exactly. So you don't, you know, you don't have to go to these different, you know, cause there's a bunch of apps that will actually combine all the stores and they'll say, well, where's the cheapest milk? You know, where's the cheapest butter? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Now there's another app. If you shop at Walmart, you go to Walmart and you buy whatever it is. And, you know, the Walmart really doesn't run ads. And I mean, as sales, you know, like the other stores do. Right. So when you're going through the checkout, you can take an ad from somebody else and say, okay, here's what Fry's is selling this item at. Yeah. Like okay. a price match. Right. And I don't do that because I don't have the patience to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, used to be because I had enough money not to worry about it, but that's not the case anymore. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> I don't, don't have any money at all. <laughs> but... Now what they have is they have an app that you can scan your purchase and then Walmart will go through and figure out what you could have gotten for discounts. Okay. And then they put that into a fund that you can use at Walmart. I think that uh, Kirsten does that. Yeah. So you scan your receipt. Receipt, basically. You know, you spend $100 at Walmart and then they say, well, you could have, if you wanted to, you could have saved $7.60, you know, or whatever it happens to be. So we're going to put that money into this account. Now, you know, can only use it at Walmart. Right. For you to use next time you you come in. They're giving you money back. I think that's awesome. It is. And it's an app. Now, that's just a few of the the topics that are out there. Right. You know, the the idea of the nonspecific. So you have... 
you have apps that are kind of generalized. You know, they do a lot of different things. Right. Then you have the very specific apps that are for you know, one like purpose. We talked about the you know the diabetes tracking and glucose tracking and and all of that kind of stuff. Right. Now you also have apps, and this is one that so many people use, and I do use it myself. But Yelp. Yeah. So this was somebody's idea, and again, all of these started out the same with a concept, and let's throw it out there and see if somebody uses it. And then the more uses you get, the more clicks you get, and all of that kind of stuff, then it just becomes a game changer. Exactly. Well, Yelp now has, it's not just find a local bar or, or a restaurant, restaurant, things like that, but it's got everything. Oh, yeah. You know, you can get your oil changed. You know, you can, everything, doctors are rated on there. Everything is rated on Yelp. You know, gas stations, rated gas station. Exactly. Which now that takes us into another thought of, okay, now you've empowered people right. to do reviews. Exactly. Which is one of the big things with Yelp is, okay, I'm looking for, uh, you know, restaurant. I want a Chinese food. Which can be very helpful. Yeah. And you can look and see, and it's, you know, either you can see it on a list format or you can see it on a map and it'll show you where you are. And then in proximity to, you know, these uh, are close to you. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I always trust the reviews. I don't, really look at them that much. I kind of look at the preponderance of them. Yeah. You know, do you I, look at the, the, the overall aspect of, okay, the, the majority of these are four or five stars. So it's probably a good spot. You know, I, normally I will do it with something. I'll look at the bottom. I'll see what problems did the people have. And the funny thing for me is I can read the app uh, reviews and you can kind of get a sense. Is this just an anal person that walked in pissed off? And that's more why the problem, you know, why the issues they had. Yeah. Or, you know, they were really mad. The food is really good, but, you know, I went in the bathroom and the hand towel thing was empty, you know, so all of a sudden it's one star. And, right. You know, I hate this place. And how can they not take care of this? I don't care about that. Well, I agreed. I think that there's some people that are probably going to nitpick at certain things that maybe are oh. less relevant than, than others uh, would care about. But I definitely think that for me, I look for more of the recent ratings mm -hmm. um you know the more recent reviews uh maybe within the last six months of wherever i'm going um especially when it comes to restaurants because there's so much turnover you know and there, there, there can be you know a completely if, if if someone six months ago said this was a terrible terrible spot I mean, there's a very good chance that at that point, probably if it's still there, they have, they have some new people, right. you know, six months later, otherwise they probably wouldn't still be there. So there's always the change. Yeah. And so know. like looking at the more recent ones, I feel like is more of a reflection on the current status of, of where they are yeah. as a business, but it's always hard because, you know, yeah, you never know if someone's, you know, just being mean or if they're actually saying well, something relevant. Yeah. And then there's that conspiracy theory that you know there are groups of people or or computers that are generating positive or negative reviews based on somebody's this or that i mean you're trying to take out other businesses based yeah, on reviews and stuff we can go yeah that's a whole weird yeah. sub plot with all of that we'll let the businesses worry about that yeah so the reviews not not the biggest thing but what i've used it for in the past when i traveled more was what's around me yeah. And that's the really great thing. Is, if you're in a new spot, yeah, you don't know. 
I, I traveled for business and, and traveled a lot uh, prior to, you know, this phenomenon. And you don't know what's around you. You know, you just don't know. You can't, you know, is, is it a mile in this direction where you can find something really good or, or. And what you, you know, used to have to do is, all right, well, let's just pick a direction. Right. Start driving. And you you know, stop and talk to somebody. The thing that I always would do is I'm in a new area. I don't have any idea. I'm by myself. You know, I'm, I'm on a business trip and I would ask somebody, okay, what's, what's the best restaurant around here? Well, what are you looking for? Bartenders. Best people to ask. Okay. Okay. Continue. All right. Thank you. And I would say, I don't care because I, I don't want the best Mexican food in an area that doesn't have any good Mexican restaurants. Right, right, right. You know, Italian or whatever you want. You know, if you're going to be that specific, you have to hope now that there that is, is a good spot. Right. That there's one, you know, reasonably close. So I would just simply say, what's the best restaurant around here? I don't care what the cuisine is. It just, doesn't matter to me. You know, no matter, you know, if, especially if you're from a certain spot, you have, you know, one to two places that are at the top of your list that if anyone asks where to go, you would recommend this spot. Yeah. Everyone, everyone has that. Right. And that used to be the way to do it. You know, you just, you ask the bartender yeah. and you say, okay, hey, listen, man, I'm looking for some good food because that's just all I want is good food. And then of course, you know, it's like, well, what kind of food are you looking for? And it doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. Uh, which by, it was amazing to me that how few people actually got that concept. They're like, well, well, I don't, well, what kind of food do you want? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Can you just take that out of the equation here? <laughs> Why is just, there not an app for this? Can, yeah, can you, just, you know, I, I actually had the idea for Yelp before it oh, came yeah. out, but anyway, that's a separate yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. So anyway, More yeah, that, later. that was the, uh, you know, that was the whole thing is that, okay, trying to search yourself. Yeah. So in that regard, you know, Yelp and I'd be willing to bet that there's probably thousands of apps that are Yelp like yeah that somebody has has you know written the algorithm to you know to do a search for food or for this or for that but then one one app takes off and kind of crushes everybody else yeah it becomes the standard and i think that you know people are unless you know, don't fix what isn't broken you know if you're an app and you're doing your job with that specific job and yeah, then everyone's going to stick with you. I think it's hard to mess that up. You know, I don't know what Yelp would have to do for everyone to just say, you know what, screw it. I'm not doing out Yelp. Get right. out of here. Right. So I don't no, know. it's, it's gone beyond, you know, yeah. it's, it's gone beyond, you know, anybody looking for a different option for the same type of thing. I mean, you, you go back to, you know, Google yeah. and there was Yahoo and there was ask and there was, Bing and there was all of these other ask Jeeves. Yeah, yeah. I think that was ask. Yeah, actually it's shortened to ask, but there were different search engines. Yep. And then, you know, for whatever reason, one just kind of either works better or becomes more accepted or for whatever reason. Yeah. And it kind of dominates. Now, you know, again, we were going to do research into this until we saw that there were over 2 million apps. So we didn't think we had enough time to like do a list. Right. I don't even think we have enough time to do a list of categories <laughs> of apps. No, but no. It, it it is really a a phenomenon. I have an app on my phone that is a translation app, so that if I'm ever in a place where I'm with somebody that I don't understand what they're saying, and the, the reason I put it on there was you know going to Mexico and, and you know always wanted to learn to speak Spanish, never did. Yeah. So 
okay, if I have a question that really needs to be answered, then I can talk into my phone and then it will basically speak out. It will speak that in Spanish or, or any of probably 5,000 languages, you right. know, but there's those kinds of things, you know, that you don't use very often, but really become handy. Yeah. And then we get into the whole social media apps. Oh man. Yeah, no, that's definitely something that when we talk about being a millennial <laughs> has, uh, it's almost taken over that generation when it comes to Snapchat and, and Facebook and Instagram, you know, basically photo photographing and, and documenting your whole life and putting it on these social media websites and just having it, you know, you need to do it all the time. And, you know, every single day, I remember looking at someone's Snapchat and it'll actually keep track of how many consecutive days you've snapped back and forth between certain people and yeah, thousands of days. And yeah. it's just like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. But it's it, it's connected the world in a way that's never been before. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I think it's both. Yeah, there are some there are some things about it that that are positive and good. You know, some sharing. Yeah, you know, connecting type of things. Totally. And I think there's a lot of it that's bad. That, yeah, that becomes narcissistic. Yeah, you know, that becomes self serving. And you know, one of the things with the with the smartphone. Uh, because the idea of a selfie wasn't ever really a thing. But since the camera, and of course, then they decided to put a camera, because it was always a camera on the back, because you're All taking right. pictures of things. Exactly. And then they realized that, well, it's difficult to take a picture of yourself with just a camera on the back, so they put a camera on the front. Yep. And, and that's when the, the, you know, the phone industry gave in to the selfie. Right. And gave in to the person. And one of the worst, and I... William, 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 ha, William, shout William, out to William, shout out to William and Mr. Selfie, man. And this is, I bet he, oh, you know what? I totally know what you're talking about. It's constantly posting. It's all the time. It's all the time. There's, yeah. And again, so, you know, everybody knows I became a, a Facebook user when this podcast started. Yeah. Uh, not quite, uh, yeah, about 10 months ago now. Right. Coming up to a year. Uh, and I stayed off of that. You for know, a long time. For a long time. Religiously, I had no interest in that kind of thing. Right. But now I also have Instagram. Okay. Yep. Because Marie posts. Right. And I see and, things and from Zach you know, Steel Blue Muse and and that kind of stuff. And then the the Snapchat. Uh, I installed chat, Snapchat on my phone because Zach was kind of chronicling a lot of the things that he was doing in New Orleans. Right. You know, and Ryan's wedding. And that was the only way I could see it. You know, I would hear about it from Adam. You know, you would right. tell me that, oh, yeah, you know, Zach I think did I was this. watching the snap on the couch while you were over here in the chair. Yeah, and, and I'm like, what's that? Who's I, that? What's that? What's going on? I, I don't know. I can't show you again. It's already gone. Yeah, <laughs> which is another bizarre thing. That, yeah. You know, if, if there's something you don't want to save, why do you want to put it out to the world? I just think that, again, it feeds into constantly documenting. And if you're constantly documenting your world and the things around you, there's no phone out there that can hold that many pictures. Okay. I think, yeah, there's some people that take, you know, or have yeah. 10, in, you know, Snapchats a day. Well, there's a, the phone's now 160 gigs. I mean, you, I mean, yes, you could, I you have, could put a million phone. I have a 64 gig phone. I'm just I, have saying. A, I have an iPhone eight that I just bought here in September. And I, I started thinking, you know, the guy goes, do you want to go 164, you know? And, and I'm like, well, I had, I had 64 before. Um, 
And let me take a look. And I'm looking at it and everything that I've accumulated on it over three years or four years, now I'm using 15 or 20. Like why in the world would I need so much, so much memory? Right. You know, because I have, I don't know, three or 400 songs and I've, I've got 500 pictures and I've got 60 videos, which I know the people that are listening, the millennials listening to me are going, that's nothing. Videos. <laughs> are you kidding me? I did that yesterday. Right. But, you know, for me, you know, they're just, there's so much, there's so much storage in these things now. And uh, I don't think you understand the level of which I'm people sure are. I don't. And I hope that I never doing do this. Yeah. I hope that I never do. Well, because I don't want to be that guy. Because I will be old and be that guy. And that's got to be pretty pathetic. I think you're safe because I'm, I'm never going to bring it around to you. So, all right. Well, and then we haven't talked about games. And, right. Oh my God, with games, there has to be hundreds of thousands of games. Definitely. And I mean, from free to paid games and there's so many different ones that are they're addictive and i know so many people that that play them well and okay so we can look at this from another point of view is that we talked about some of the things that are popular and some of the things that are, are used by everybody but what if you did an app what if you put you know got an app and got it approved by by apple okay and nobody uses it because you're sitting there looking at your analytics. Because right. we have analytics, you know, we're Squarespace. See who's listening to the Squares, podcast Squarespace, for the most part. Uh, is our website host. And so there is an, an analytic component to that that tells you kind of how many times people are going to your website and kind of a loose idea of how many people are, are downloading your podcast. And so, you know, I, I take a look at it each week when I post the, yeah. the, the new podcast. And... You know, you kind of want people to listen. You know, right, it's not why right. we would do this. No. You know, we do this for the fun of it. And we do this to, to you know, as a, a way to, to, you know, connect with our friends and talk about things that, that are uh, people are passionate about. Right. But it's so cool. And we're, you know, to, to see what's going on. Right. And, you, you know, you kind of want some people to listen. Absolutely. You do. I mean, it's, you know, it's fun. Uh, gives it purpose. But can you imagine if you're. You know, if you're two million and six, right, in the hierarchy of of apps, you've had three people look at your app and download it. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then took it off their phone. Right, and it's not downloaded anymore. But the number of apps that don't work too. Yeah, there are the the broken apps, the apps that are you know that half work. You know, they don't work the way you want them to. I think that's you know when it comes to which apps survive, you know, it's the fun, obviously the functional apps, but the user-friendly apps, the ones that the format or the, how it's um, laid out is what makes it great. What makes it successful. Cause again, just like the iPhone and why we love it being simple and simplistic and whatnot. When an app is, is easy. That's, that's what I gravitate to. That's why I use them or well, which ones I use. I think that's totally true because you know, a lot of the, you spend the time with it. Right. And whether it's a game that all of a sudden crashes or the, the buffering that goes on, you know, I think the only game I have, I have words with friends that I play with one person, but I also have a, a poker game. Right. And I remember early on, there were some, I tried a couple different ones to play Texas Hold'em and they would buffer. So you're, it's your turn to play. And the thing starts spinning, you know, a little icon in the center. Really? It's, it's telling, oh Yeah. And so your, your turn would go by because you're, you know, I want to bet. I want to bet. I have, I have aces. 
I have aces. I want to bet. I want to bet. And you, you're hitting the button and it doesn't take it. And then the next thing it comes back on and you fold it. No, it doesn't matter whether you were on Wi-Fi or not. It was the app well, itself, right? I don't know exactly. I'm sure it had to do with signal, you know, like yeah. anything else, how much it's. How much uh, bandwidth you had going exactly. on. So, but there's, there's that, you know, so there's those apps that don't really work yeah. all that well. Absolutely. One of the other interesting things that I saw is that uh, according to, again, the place that I was looking, uh, 99% of the apps out there don't make any money. Which is crazy. And, you know, I think that that's something that when someone thinks about creating an app, when someone has a great app idea, you know, it's, it's their famed riches. It's, that's, that, that's how they're going to get there. You know, that's right. how they're going to make it in life. I have an app idea, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, and it's going to be great and, and everyone's going to use it and good luck making money doing it. <laughs> it finds out. Yeah. So it's, it is such a bizarre world because now if you're sitting around going, um, okay, let's make an app. What should we have it do? Yeah. Well, there's 2 million, you know, there's probably even more than that. There's three, 4 million apps out there. Do you really think that there's something that hasn't been covered? Yeah. Well, and I think that that's, again, you know, comes down to, can you make it better now? You know, I, I, I agree. There's so many that it's rare to find. It's, it's, it's just like, you know, inventions these days, you know, when something comes out, you know, you might look at it and be like, ah, you know, why didn't I think of that? But, you know, um, it's obviously wasn't thought of before. So, well, it's funny, the know. premise of, you know, two and a half men, when Charlie Sheen melted down and Aston Kutcher came on. And so he's a billionaire. So they had to figure out a way to, you know, to explain why he's a billionaire at his age. And it was, he created an app and sold it to, I don't know, Google or somebody. Yeah. And one of the things in the early episodes he talks about is he goes, you know, whatever the ABC name of, of his thing was. And he yeah. goes, have you ever heard of that? And they're like, no. And he goes, well, you never will because Google bought it and shelved it. Right. They you just know? took it because yeah i mean if you're yelp say for example and somebody has a better idea of you know a a search engine you know app that does the same thing that they do well if it's fledgling and it's early on will you go offer the guys you know a hundred thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars way more money than they thought they were gonna make exactly they're cashing in they're great but a lot less money than you would lose if and then you just pull it off the market yeah and you incorporate the good things into yours and what you're doing and that way you're, you're buying out competition. Yeah. Well, so it's doggy dog world. It is. And it's, it's a crazy place. And I don't think we have any idea now that we're doing this podcast of the depth of this. No. And how much goes on the world of apps and, and with that, because, you know, we talk about money, we talk about everybody's, you know, that's why you're doing it. You know, it's, it's not a service industry, you know, they're not creating apps to make your life better. Right. They're creating apps and, and trying to, to generate income. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's got to be just really difficult. So, you know, I, I have my number one app that I would say I use far above the others. Bleacher Report definitely comes in a close second, I would say. But it is one that I actually pay for. And uh, I, I don't have to pay for it. But music is something we also haven't talked about. And Spotify is the music wow, program yeah. that I use yeah. that I've, it is probably 40 to 50% of my phone usage. 
Yeah, I mean that's huge, and especially with the iPhone, yeah. because the the iPhone, the the sound system through the iPhone, even the speakers on the phone now, yeah. But then also the clarity that it just comes across. It's it's just so much better than Android. It's true. But yeah, that's true because you have access to virtually all the music now. Spotify, you don't have access to Garth. Oh man, that's really again the only the only gripe I got against Spotify. But you have, Brooks. yeah, I mean, you just, it's, you're, you're paying for the service and you wonder, okay, how is this all working out with the music industry? Are they getting their money back? Because right. we're seeing more and more now the lawsuits that are coming out between Spotify or Pandora and certain artists or record industry. That they have their music on there that wasn't maybe. And so they're not getting their money. Yeah, exactly. Because that becomes a whole issue of okay, you know, is the songwriter and the performer being reimbursed for the enjoyment? Which you know? is important. In which, Well, exactly. That's the driving force. It's Once again, people aren't creating music, just you know, the, just out of the goodness of their heart. So you have something, you know, to listen to on your way to the basketball game to get you pumped up. Right. Well, I'm sure they are, but I'm, there's definitely some, some other motivating factors there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have to talk to Josh about that next time he's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't care about the money, do you, Josh? Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, music is huge because, you know, you have the big, you know, the Spotify and you have Pandora. Right. Uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. You know, there's uh, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Is an Apple thing. And and there's there's a bunch out there. that, And it, it is wonderful because it, it allows you. I know in the case of Pandora, uh, you take a particular artist. Right. And you plug them in with me, my channel that I've created is Zach Brown. Right. So what they do is they'll play some Zach Brown, but they'll also play like type music. Incorporate other artists, yeah. And so they'll, okay, if you like Zach Brown, maybe you'll like this. And then through the process of, of pushing the thumbs up or thumbs down, you kind of take it in the direction that you want it to go. And it's, it's really fun, but it also allows you to hear some new artists and hear some things that maybe you wouldn't normally. Right, exactly. It takes you away from the, the usual. Now, another thing that, that I've used when it comes to music is Shazam. Yes. Which is an app that you simply push the button and whatever music is playing around you, it will tell you who that is. And, and it doesn't even have to be loud. No. You know, it can be very faint. And, and it's it picks it, it up, yeah. And it can be a television show, and it'll come up that okay, well, this isn't, you know, this is a song for this show. Yeah, it's a you know, theme song you know. for this show. But I've used it because I've heard an artist that I really like on a show, and yeah, and uh, I heard this song, and I'm like, ah, oh, that I love that guy's voice. That's really cool. So you hit Shazam, and with an iPhone, you hit Shazam, and it tells you who it is, and then automatically it'll take you right to iTunes. And you can listen to the songs, you can buy it, you can download it, you can do whatever you want. And it's just, it's it's two buttons. Super easy. And it, it's fun. And I ended up within five minutes, the episode wasn't even ended. I had downloaded one of his records. Nice. So yeah, it just what it allows you to do, you know, with the different apps, there's, there's apps for lyrics, you know, because you wonder, you know, what is he saying? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So there's an app where you can put in a song and it will now scroll down the lyrics in front of you. So, you know, it's not only just playing music, but it's almost helps you understand music. Perfect for those nights where you're going out and karaoke and you need to find. Well, absolutely. You know, what words am I saying here? Yeah, you know, exactly. because 
There's a couple words. Although they this. are up on the screen, sometimes you want to take a look. Well, before but if you're if you're doing a new song, off guard. Yeah, if you're doing a new song and and you know every time you sing it to the radio. Yeah. You know, um, there's a couple words in there that you kind of go. I'm saying, you're saying and you move my on. eyes become a long tron. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah, that's handy. But again, that you know, and and I feel like I am such a novice at this that I am. Uh, and I don't spend a lot of time looking to see what's available yeah. or to see what the latest thing is. I really don't. I have the stuff that I use for my life and my lifestyle and that's it. And, you know, even at that, you know, we're able to do an episode and I'm sure anybody that's really into this stuff uh, is going to listen to this episode and go, well, what about, well, what about, well, what about, because we just, you know, again, I consider myself a novice, you know, as a baby boomer. Yeah. You I know, mean, I'm- the the millennial here is, much more in tune with it. I'm definitely uh, know the specific apps and different things that are out there, but I'm like you. I there's so many out there. You know, I just have what I need and and kind of keep it simple. You know, no use in trying to tie up your phone with so many apps that you don't use. So yeah, well, you only have seven or eight screens. Yeah, and twenty four or twenty five apps per Barely screen any space. Yeah, you know, so it's. You got to watch out what you put on there. You really do. Now, you know, one of the other things that is really handy, and it's, it turned out to be really handy for us, is you have the uh, banking apps. Yes. So now you can, you know, you can check your account. You can move money around. You can transfer money. You can pay your bills. You know, I remember back in the day where you used to have to go pay a bill. You had to mail a check. Oh, yeah. You know, now it's five minutes on your phone and you go right down and taken care of and taken care of. And then sending money to, to people, I was able to send money to someone that by using their cell phone number now, you yeah. know, you don't need anything else. Cell phone number, as long as obviously their bank account is connected to that cell phone number, which most people are these days, if you have a phone app. Yeah. So. No, there's virtually nothing you, you can't do, you know, with the apps. And then, if, you know, and we haven't really even talked about, you know, Google Maps. Right. Or any of the other Google Earth where you can. Going into the ones, the apps and the for food delivery, Postmates, oh, yeah. DoorDash. Yeah, Uber. Uber. Okay, so Uber now, right. you know, and Lyft are the two ride uh, you apps. You don't need that, to drive yourself anymore. out there. Here's but, your DD. Right, because now you have all of these, virtually a cab driver cruising your neighborhood. Yeah. And because if. There's if, always one around the corner. Exactly, because that's the thing that that always turned me off about cabs is, you know, go, okay, I, I don't need to drive. So I'm going to take a cab. It's expensive, but also you're waiting for an hour yeah. for the cab to show up. Exactly. They got to drive across town. So, you know, now you have Uber. So they're, they're there in four or five minutes to pick you up. Exactly. And you can watch who they are paid automatically through your phone. So you don't have to have cash. Super easy. It's crazy. The stuff that goes on, but being able to, to find your way around and, you know, the driving directions. So it, it shows you, you know, you can do turn by turn and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So once again, an app on your phone that can take you anywhere that you want to go in the world. Or you can look at anywhere because now they have the satellite views of, you know, you can go in and Google Earth. And, oh, yeah. You know, I'll go back and, and look at uh, at Newport. Old houses. And what's changed. You know, Joe and, and Jim were talking about this yesterday. Uh, shout out to Joe and Jim. And they were talking about the fact that they would look at their, you know, hometown. Well, here's my hometown. 
because not only can you see an overall view, but you can go down street level now. Oh, and wow. you can go right down the street and take a look and see what the front of the house looks like and spin around. And it's and that's why they have those cars that are driving around with the, it's the cameras on top that just spin in circles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so now you can, you know, you can visit a neighborhood virtually. Yeah. So it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. What's, what's going on out there. What's available and what we can do. It's endless. It is. It's endless and it's fun. It is. So uh, I wanted to, to mention there's a couple things coming up that we're going to do. Uh, the Super Bowl is in about three weeks. Yes, it is. So we are going to do uh, probably a couple Super Bowl uh, podcasts. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the, the things that have happened in the past. There is some history here with, uh, with Super Bowl trips and things that we've done. Uh, we will be having some guests. And, One or two. Yeah. And, and talking about you know, some of the, the trips kind of doing an overview of some of the things that, you know, different experiences that we've done over the years. It's kind of fun. Uh, I actually am going through now some tapes that I have of the 85 Super Bowl, the 84 season, the 85 Super Bowl with the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers that, uh, my brother and my cousin and a friend of mine went down and actually watched the game on TV right outside the stadium. And we, uh, we made some audio tapes and I'm kind of going through those now and, and we'll pull out some clips with that. Get and, that, Sharon. And we'll, we'll play some of those. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. It's, it's kind of loud and it was done on, I don't know if, uh, get a visual picture of this, but the old cassette players that had, it was kind of a brick that had the six buttons on one end. Did it have like the handle on the other side? Uh, well, no the handle? deluxe models had a handle yeah, on them, okay. but most of them didn't. Yeah. They, ju they just had, just you know, a, a, a speaker and where the cassette was and then buttons on the end. Okay. Well, we carried that around with us, you know, so it wasn't like what we're doing now with the digital recorders. Making it easy. But it was fun. And uh, the, the unfortunate thing is we did tape over a lot of what we had did the day before because there was a lot of, of alcohol consumed, <laughs> a lot of fun you know, and hoopla had by all. Yeah. And, uh, there were several occasions where a tape was, you know, we'll put a new tape in and somebody would grab a tape that we recorded the day before and put it in and we'd tape over it. Yeah. And so, you know, yes, I know there's a tab on the end that you can pop out and it won't record over it, but we didn't do that. Right. Of course. So we have that coming up, uh, and that's pretty exciting. And it, it, Adam, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this off the air, but we also have another podcast. Okay that uh, is kind of in the works and uh, it's with Teresa uh, McCarty. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's going to be fun. I don't even care what it's about. Well, Can we talk about eggplant. No, we're going to talk about ranch dressing. Perfect. So you being serious. I'm totally serious. Okay. I talked with her last <laughs> night. I was out at their house and uh, we were hanging out and I was telling Teresa that she needs to do a podcast. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. No, I'm not. I just, I have nothing to talk about. Yeah. And, and I think Jim piped up and said, you could do one on ranch dressing. And she went right away to, oh, there's so many bad ranch dressings out there. She just started there's going so many, off. Oh, huh? she started going off. Yes. And I'm like, You're, that's, you know. that's it. That's it. There it is. Passion. You yeah. see that passion and it doesn't matter the topic. So we are going to have a ranch dressing podcast. Well, it's about time. In the near future. Well, I know it's, it's been a while you know, that we did a lot of the sports stuff and, you know, all the things that everybody wants to hear, but it's the obscure things 
You know, it's like donuts. Right. You know, I mean, I waited almost a year for us to get a chance to talk donuts and the lake of butter. And there's there's just some other ones out there. We're going to have to try some different ranch dressings. So and we're going to have some samplers. Oh, absolutely. We're going to have samplers. It's going to have to happen. So that's uh, that's on the horizon. All right. Looking it's forward exciting. to it. Man, we got some fun stuff coming it, up. It'll be fun. We have The uh, listeners are in luck. Yeah. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's 2018. Amazing. Welcome. Yeah. We're just going to hit so many things. Hitting you hard. Right in the face. So I think we're going to call this a podcast. Already? No, already. Yeah. All right. Again, we have a topic that we may go back to again with other guests because there's a lot to talk about with this. And, <laughs> yeah. and everybody has their own experiences with apps and, and their own experiences with how they use their, their device. Yeah. No, it'll, uh, I'm sure it'll come up again. So, well, thanks, Dad. You did great. Oh, well, thank you. But if you guys want, there'll be more perspectives later. In a world of capital of her progression, well, you can shop for spreading love, but on a wealth obsession, money can't help you see the light. In the end, you can't buy yourself a Porsche when you're dead. Well, mama said that I don't gotta be part of the world to truly love. Pray for a difficult life to live and rise above it. This is the time I'm asked. So let's be tasted. So let's do everything we can before I. of today point them out to me so i can come and join their rate we'll walk around this land with open hands looking for change we'll want to understand this progression we have at hand humanity is killing wheat for this we will not stand i say let's progress in good contest make conference then love our best our onslaught of love will be at an all-time high crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines our love that makes no sense we who spend love at no expense we are a force of passion creating a new faction taking action working hard just for the satisfactions with the abilities to shine so bright that others want to fight because our light is in their eyes ladies and gentlemen